Wouldn't it be nice to have influencers, YouTubers, DJs, and brands know about your record label and the music you're creating? Start a podcast. Invite them on your show and start reaping the benefits of having a network full of people that can help take your label to the next level. Learn more at tunecreators.com. You're listening to Indie Hustle, the podcast that helps you build a profitable independent record label with practical business tips from music business professionals and label owners. I'm your host, Zavi. I took some of the lines, I added some of my lines. I went to school, everyone was like, did you write this? <laughs> of course, of course, of course. <laughs> and that's how, that's how it started. I was like, I was 14 then. My guest today is Austin. Austin is a Nigerian-born artist, music producer, and founder of his own record label called Fan Cradle Music. He grew up listening to pop music in Nigeria and on his move to the UK has derived a sound that is just a little bit different from the pop music that he listened to back in the day. On the show today, we chat about his day job as the CTO of a London-based startup, how he got started in music, what inspired his new single called Boo, and so much more. So without further ado, Here's my chat with Austin. CTO means Chief Technical Officer. Ah, so you're working on a you're working for a startup. Really cool. I like that you can be this tech guy and also be this uh, music mogul in the making <laughs> at the same time. Yeah. Amen. Yeah, 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 man, yeah, man, yeah, man. And is this is music? So, how does music come into this? Uh, is it something you do part time, or is it something you want to pursue for real? A lot of yeah, it's, it's, something, it's something I really want to pursue, and uh, in fact, it's something I'm already pursuing. I've always, I've always done it. Hmm. But I guess the thing is, the thing with the music industry is, is like, is how is how do you how do you come in? You know, how do you come out with that first song, come out with that first album, that yeah. sort of, that you, that like people would embrace and then you could go on to put on more music. It's, it's, it's a very hard thing. So it's, I think it's normal that you find people, you know, doing something else before um, their music starts um, getting, business, you know, get, yes, of course, that's popping. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I love to pursue music. It's, it's, it's very natural for me to make it. And uh, yeah, I love it. Really cool. And let's dive into that. How long have you been doing music? Wow, wow, wow. You know how they say. <laughs> it's longer than I can remember. But I would say, I think, ex- especially when I was like um, 14, like, wow. know, like my bro... My bro had this raps that he wrote, you know, and um, at that time, I went like I went secondary school, and everyone was like, "Oh, we're going to." Uh, everyone is going to like freestyle. That's what they said. Everyone's going to freestyle in in school, like because even though I was a science guy, because I was studying science, mm. I would always go to like art class. Mm. I would always go there because there's just much fun happening there, you in know. That, that class, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, you go to science classes, like everyone is struggling, scratching their head. <laughs> yeah. When you go to art classes, it's fun. It's mad yeah. fun. People are drumming, people are freestyling. Yeah. So okay, so as I was saying, I 
at that time, they were like, oh, listen, we're going to record the song. So when I was at home, like, when I was at home, because at that point in time, I used to go to, like, it was a day school. So you obviously you go there, you go and come back, that kind of thing. So my, my brother had this raps that I really liked. So I took it, I took some of the lines, I added some of my lines. I went to school, everyone was like, did you write this? <laughs> of course, of course, of course. <laughs> and that's how, that's how it started. I was like, I was 14 then. So. Oh, wow. What you said about the whole science class and art class is so relatable because of, I thought it was just us. We did the similar thing back in there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we used to jam in class and art class used to be the, 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 the happening class, you know, we used to. Oh, sure. Yeah, I can totally bring you back memories right now. Really cool that similar yeah. happened to you as well. Awesome. At fourteen, though, that's quite young man, to to uh, get into music. Actually, so where where did you progress from there? Like after you know, from there, how did you start recording? Mainly, yeah. Uh, okay. Good. How? So I I started writing rap raps here and. At that time, it wasn't like now that you can just like download an instrumental and, and take it and you you just record on the on the instrumental. That yeah. time, was, I had I went to it because I knew somebody that used to record. They had like a this is in just mind you, this is just Nigeria. Mm. Yeah, they had a gospel rock band. Mm. <laughs> so <laughs> gospel rock band in, in Nigeria. Yeah. You know. <laughs> So, like the the guy that the guy that um, ran that band mm. right now, he's, he's a photographer right now. He's a successful photographer now. Mm. But at that point in time, that's what they used to do, and I just thought it was cool, you know. Cause I liked rap, like, but I just thought it was cool they used to do that. So he had a studio he used to go to. Mm. So I went to his studio saying, "Oh, uh, let let the producer like give me a beat or something." Yeah. But then I was trying to describe like what I wanted and it just came out sounding like I didn't like it. I didn't like the way the beat sounded. So when I went home, I just, I mean, I just left, I just really forgot about the instrumental thing, just trying to use whatever instrumentals were there. But then I found Fruity Loops. And then I, when I found Fruity Loops, it was like my life just changed. I stopped playing video games at that point. Maybe I would just slap that foot to loop, slap it, you know, try to make sounds. And I think from there, I understood that, okay, like this is what like I can do with melodies. And and then, yeah, I just started recording. Every time I'll just go to the studio, pay money to record. And, and yeah, that's how we got where we are today. Really cool, really, really cool. So fast forward there yeah, from Ninja to London. <laughs> what, yeah. uh, what, how did that happen? Okay, like I said, started 14. By 17, it's already time to go to <laughs> to uni. uni. Yeah, You know how Nigeria is. It's yeah. like, this secondary school is like, boom. By 17, it's time to go to uni, so... It's, it's, I, you know, the thing is in Nigeria, it's not like, like I used to tell people, oh, listen, my record deal is coming, it's coming, it's coming. <laughs> but <laughs> when it doesn't come, <laughs> it, I mind you, obviously, this is just like three years of doing music. You know? yeah. It's not like your, your record 
was going to is there, but this is what you are thinking. I think it was just going to happen, and yeah. But I ended up, I ended up having to uh, leave Nigeria for uni because my 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 senior brother came came here to study, so I had to come to the UK to study as well. Okay, and I mean it was like, you know, and that's that's how I came here to study uh, uh, software engineering, and I I still. I would still, I still spent a lot of my time just making music. Would you be my boo? Can you be my boo? Yeah, would you be my boo? Come on, would you be my boo? Ah, ah, ah. Would you be my boo? Ah, would you be my boo? Come on, be my boo. Would you be my boo? Hold me tight like you should be my boo. All right, then let's talk about this track, which is titled Boo. Very, very unique name, I should say. Yeah, is this your first finished complete songs? Because I know in some sometimes you have a lot of tracks you never really finish. Is this your first uh, fully recorded one or fully produced one? I should say, no, I would say, I would say this song is my first, it is anything like a radio song, this hmm. is my first radio song because. It got played on radio. You know? Oh, oh, okay, nice. I'm not surprised. It's a really cool track, and I'm gonna play a little bit of it for the audience to listen to. But you guys will get to that. But, but yeah, I like I like the name first of all, Boo. How did you How did you come up across that name, or what inspired this song? Uh, I obviously <laughs> there's the there's the, like the there's the part where I'm just that guy that. In my teenage years, like I just spent time writing, and I would write about girls. I would write about life. Uh, I would just write about. Well, as normal now. <laughs> do, do, do what boys but, do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, you know that's that's not even like uh, doing what boys do. It's, it sounds it sounds cringy now. You know, to <laughs> say so, like just being somebody that just spent time writing about writing love songs. I don't, sounds... I, I don't think so, but but maybe that's because I also produce music. Also did. So, yeah, so maybe it, it doesn't... Uh... So we're both weirdos in that regard now. Oh yeah. yeah, big time. Me, me, I know me. I'm, I am number one, <laughs> number one weirdo. So yeah, I, it, it, trust me, I'm sure a lot of creatives as well go through that process of, yeah. you know, being in your zone and doing your own thing as well. So yeah, yeah. really cool. Yeah. You know, there's there's is that point in time where it's like, yes, I write, I like writing about um, um, love songs and that, mm. but there's also like um, because I, as as you know, I got heavy into making beats, mm. so so I I just come up with something. I usually I'm trying to find something that I think it's it, it just sounds unique, you know, and when I when I find that kind of that that vibe that I'm just like okay this is cool, mm-hmm. I just start zoning in. So, but Boo especially like I had like a lot of my friends that were like um, either interested in music or they would just I'll just play and people will freestyle on it that kind of thing mm-hmm. you know. And I just knew everyone just liked the vibe of the instrumental at first. Mm-hmm. So when I just um, I sent it to um, Shimon who is like the, the future on the song. I sent it to Shimon and Shimon, 
he freestyled on it. Yeah. Before that, I was just playing. I, I didn't really think too much of the track. Even though I thought it was cool, I didn't, I didn't think too much of the track. Mm-hmm. But when he freestyled on it, um, I was like, oh, we have to, we have to do this. <laughs> you have to finish it. <laughs> so I would say, he, 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 because at that point in time, we're looking for something to do. And that's uh-huh. why I say, like, it's not my choice. Like, the, before this, it's a song I put out called, like, Thanksgiving, which I thought was cool as well. I did it with a lot of people. And mm-hmm. that's how she wanted it. So when I, when Shimon freestyled on it and then I started coming up with new ideas for it and I was just like, this is how I'm feeling now. Like with this particular person in my life, like hmm. this is how, I'm let me just put it on this track. Out there. Ah, so is the track about the, is, the, is it a real story? Is that a true story or is, <laughs> is it fiction? Yeah. <laughs> Um, of course, it's a, it's a real story. But oh, it's also, interesting. It's not... I, you know, the thing is, usually when you write love songs, yeah, it's mm. almost hard to say, like, are you writing about one person or are yeah. you writing about people, yeah? Yeah. But this one, this one, like, uh, it's only one person I was speaking to at that interesting. time. Interesting. Does the person... <laughs> <laughs> does the person know that this, the song is about her or is it... Uh, Okay, no, she oh, she doesn't. Okay. Oh, you're, you're gonna. <laughs> Hopefully, she doesn't hear this podcast or listen to this podcast. Well, if, she does, if she does, she doesn't still know. <laughs> she doesn't still know. You understand? Oh, this, that's so cool, though. It kind of like reminds me of Drake. You know, Drake's, uh, some of Drake's track that he did with, with his exes. Are you still together, though, with the girl? Or is this. Uh, no, no, but okay. mind you, mind you, you see, we're not together. So that's, I mean, that's what the song is saying, would you be married? Oh, I see, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 I see. Oh, I see you. Oh, I get you now. So basically you were kind of like toasting her like with the trackers at that time. Is that is that what this is about? Yeah. yeah I mean, you can say that. Uh-huh. You can say, but I, I would say it's, it's like when you're expressing yourself. I wasn't doing the song to say, hey, yeah. Uh, I'm doing this song for you. In uh, fact, yeah, yeah. I, you know, I don't even I don't even know if she's heard it. To be honest, uh, well, you, you need to play this track for her, but seriously, because it's a it's a really amazing track, and I'm sure. Actually, you know what you should do? You should play for her and ask her what she thinks <laughs> without telling her anything. You know, <laughs> let her give you feedback on it. Because I'm, I'm sure it, girls help with promotion a lot, so ladies tend to help more with promotion. I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure she could even help out with that as well. Really? Hmm. It's very quiet, actually. But anyways. Interesting. To her, her discussion <laughs> is about me. <laughs> break down the song for us. Yeah. What are you, what were you trying to say in the song? Like, I'll, I'll break down like, like the first verse because I think that explains it so, so hmm. See my down, come to the playground. Yeah. So that's like that saying, you know, cool down, come to the playground, roll the dice, why you know they take chance. You know, like in prison, that's like roll it like take a chance with me. Why you know, you know? And 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 that's that's what the whole the whole sentiment of the song is, is like for her to open up. You know, right. just open and and like come to this side, like what you did, you know. That's 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 that that's the vibe. That's the vibe. Interesting. And how did you? Obviously, with me, when I when I make a beat, yeah, I, that's my my process. I make the beat, 
most of the mm-hmm. time. And then I come up with the melody afterwards. Yeah. What's what was the process for, like in creating this? Uh, obviously, you said that you created the beat first, and yeah. did that melody come to you as in while working, or how did you come up with the melody basically for that? You know, like I said, like I played the track for for at least like maybe at least two people that I thought okay, two different artists hmm. who I then even played it for Shimon. Okay, in some ways. Like, I was just sort of trying to get like, okay, what could you do on this? You know, what could different people do on this? Huh. Because I, I was, at that point in time, I was thinking like a producer, not an artist. You know, not an artist. Uh. So it was when it was when Shimon did his, and I was like, okay, I have to do something on this. Like, huh. Shimon changed me. So I was like, okay, I have to do something on this. So just leaving, just knowing what the track sounds like, I'm yeah. just going about my day. And I'm just testing out, like, trying different melodies on it. And then I go to the studio. I don't even really recording it. I didn't, when I did the hook, I didn't really write it. So I didn't know what I was going to. Hmm. And normally, normally I'm, a, I'm a writing guy. I normally write a lot, but okay. I didn't really. I just went there and I was like, listen, Shimon was in Leicester at that point in time. I was in Leicester at that time. And uh, he uh, he came from... Because I think he was living in Birmingham, so he just came to Leicester for a short while. So mm. I booked a so let's go. And then I I, I recorded my hook, you know. Oh, just so, said, yeah. Oh, oh, so that that melody came in the studio. Uh, it, it, it wasn't like you've been practicing this before. It just... Yeah, like parts of it. Parts oh. of it like, like the intro, for example, came in the studio. The... I had, I had like, um, I had, I knew to say like, come on, be my boo. Okay. I knew to, <laughs> do you understand? Yeah. But I didn't know how. I just said, let's go, just, let's go to the studio and figure it out. Yeah. And then the studio, we just put all the parts together and I was like. Oh, interesting. So the whole song, actually two questions, yeah. Did Shimon's verse, did it change much from the freestyle or is that the freestyle we're listening to? That's that is exactly the that's that is the freestyle. Oh wow, that is the freestyle. And you know, obviously, people call freestyle like different kinds of things. Like yeah, like the freestyle. Or all I know is I sent it to him, and he sent me like a, a voice note back, and I was like, "Yo, I like this." Hmm. Yeah. If it just felt very free flowing to me, you know, so I like this. Interesting. I on thing, yeah. Really cool, really cool. It's great when things happen like that. Like, you know, that original stuff, you stick to it and you just, you know, you build on that basically. Huh. So did you, did you guys, you, you booked that studio, yeah? Did you finish the song that day in the studio or was there more sessions to come? No, no, there were, there were, there were a few more sessions. Mm. Few yeah. More se- and the thing is, um, Harry and myself, like, We've walked in the past, you know, so we we know to like just try try doing things like different ways, you know. So um, after the first session, he, he was still like, "Oh, just you know, let's come, let's come back and let's come back, let's add more stuff." Mm-hmm. So I came back, I came back, tried some more stuff, tried you know, tried taking it this way. Mm-hmm. There are like several 
debates of like, okay, could we do it this way? Could we do it that way? And then just as it went on, after a few more sessions, we're like, okay, this is what the track should feel like. Feel like yeah. yeah. And, f- and for those who don't know, who is Harry? I know Harry, but... Uh... Uh, Harry is a, is a producer from HQ. HQ is a studio in Leicester. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a beautiful studio in Leicester. I've been working with HQ since like I think 2013. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 2013. Like I would go there and just book sessions and I'm familiar with them there. So I I, I know I, I've worked with Harry a number of times. So when when I have ideas like that and I want to execute it, like Harry comes from he has a more dance background. Like even nice. though he, he knows how to like, he knows how to make uh, like the like the the rap stuff, the grime stuff, but he has a very dance music background. So I see, I see. Yeah. I see. Really cool. Really, it's good to work with like a producer that you know is musically uh, inclined as well. I mean that 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 sounds a little bit, but there are some producers out there that don't necessarily. They're more technical than musical, if that makes sense. You know, and it's good to. Oh, really cool. Really, really cool. Awesome. So, yeah. So now we're at, uh, we finished with Boo. It's time for Boo to come out now because I've really and truly, I can't wait for this track to go out in the world. Where are we with the, what's holding Boo back from uh, people listening to it? Well, first things first, it's out now. Yeah. But what we're just trying to do is to get people to, you know, to really feel it. It's like a video. It's like, uh-huh. And we're in now, it's like you need you need a video for people to read. Exactly, to to accompany it. <laughs> it's part of the art, if you, if you get yeah, what yeah, I mean. Yeah, I get what you mean. To better tell that story of the girl that you're <laughs> that you're toasting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And for those who know, we're currently working on the video. So we've been planning the video and yeah, and obviously there's this restaurant in um in um in Leicester that we're thinking of using as well with the, with, with the title. What, what's the name of the restaurant? Do you tell them? Yeah, the restaurant is Boo. <laughs> so this should be interesting actually in planning this uh, video. It should be interesting. Could you give us a little bit of uh, what you would like the music video to look like? You know, a little bit of behind the scene, you know? I think it's, it's like, like from... From if if you if you listen to the song, you get the feeling that uh, I'm coming from a very, uh, uh, I would say, a humble background. You know? Okay, I'm not. Do you understand? It's not. It's. I think there are times when you can make you can make something, and then it's like um, somebody can tell, like, oh, um, this person is feeling like they're they're like they've made it or something, you mm. know? Uh, and I, I, I mean, I get the feeling that like I watch either, like I see a new artist or something and it feels like they're already coming from a place of, of, of means. They've already made it, you know? But I, I just want to do this to relate to, to like just average people. Like I want you to watch it and get the feeling that, okay, this is what, this is what like average romance looks like like it's not it's not like it's not everyday you know 
Jay Z and Beyonce. It's not every day. Uh, what's the new one? Bonaboy and Stefan Don. It's not. It's not a celebrity relationship. You know, like yeah. like you can have something meaningful, even though you're not. You're not where you want to be yet. Yeah. I like that. I like that because that is one of my one of the things I noticed about I noticed about indies, you know, up and coming artists. Especially when you interview them, they they've got this air of, uh, <laughs> you know, for some reasons, for whatever reason, they've got this. I don't know. There's an ego problem in the music industry. There's a there's a huge ego problem in the music, <laughs> especially for. Yeah, up- yeah, like I've been I've been thinking of I've been thinking about like, quote unquote, the ego problem in the music industry. And yeah. I, I, I I don't know if it's if people think that like like I think like making music is such a uh, I don't know. Would you say it's a it's a very unique thing to do? So if you can do it, it's like there's the there's a there's an urge to feel like. You're doing something special, yeah. I see what you're saying. Oh, I see what you're saying. Because interesting, I never thought about it that way, but I think you might be right, actually. In terms of they feel like they're doing this very special thing. So, you know, I'm special by doing this thing. Uh, yeah. Everybody should feel special, of course. I agree. Special. But it's it's I think it's it's um like let me not even get into like the, the spiritual aspect, but it's yeah, it's 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 interesting that um, musicians tend to have maybe you can say nowadays you can say maybe it's because of social media, but mm. I think it's always been a thing that musicians have some sort of you know, ego ego thing going on yeah. there. It's I mean it's it, it's good to be confident. It's good to be um, self. Uh, What's the word I'm looking for here? It's good to be that self-confident about yourself and your abilities and all that stuff. But what I am not too cool with is some of them think they are Jay-Z. You know, I hear, I hear a lot of uh, artists that say, you know, I'm better than Jay-Z or I'm better than this, this that, whatever. Anyway, but, you know, that's, that's another thing altogether. <laughs> that's another thing altogether. Yeah, it's a... It's a a different conversation. It's a, it's a totally different conversation. <laughs> it's awesome. I mean, I'm I'm just listening to Boo in the background here. I don't know if you can hear it, and uh, wow. it's it's wow. got such a it's got yeah it's got such a. I was gonna ask you of the breakdown. Basically, uh, there's a there's a there's a place it changes. It kind of switches. You know, I think it's mm. in the. Is it like a bridge? Would you call that the bridge at the the third verse, basically? Okay. Okay. Yeah. What What was the you know you know the part I'm talking about? Yeah. 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 Where is it? Where I am singing, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. How did that idea come out? How did you come up with that? Okay. Is you know you know what it is? Yeah. The song reminded me of um this song. If you know if you know this um, rich girl by. Grand, uh, Grand ah, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I haven't heard that song in a while. <laughs> yeah, it reminded me of that. Hmm. But then I then listened to like the original song, which is like a song called um, uh, "It's Called Rich Girl" by hmm. Michi Lu and Michi Wan. 
it's, it's a very it's it's like it's a it's like a legendary like uh I don't know if you say dance hall song kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. I'm sure you can put some of it for your listeners. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, I'll link it, yeah. Yeah, but, but then so when I was doing this song and, and it reached that verse and we sort of did it that way, I was like, Yeah, that like I like this. I like this dance hall vibe. Mm. And then what, like what I was talking about in that particular, like I said, from the bottom of the bottom, yeah. yeah. Or oh, my hand reaching the totem pole. That, like, I was, I was, you know, I was talking about like, um, if there is, if there's something that is going to stop us, you know, from either being successful or being in love. Yeah. I, like I want people to to just sing it with their chest, like, like, and 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 it's it's like there's certain things you just want. You want the listener to feel confident in it, you know. You want them to to feel pumped up about it. Like nothing is going to stop me from from either it's being in love, being being successful, being um. Uh, if if it's uni going to uni, if it's I'm not with first class, whatever it is you want to do, let nothing stop you. And that's how I was like, even if, like the man say nay, and like my manager is always asking me like, what does the man say nay mean? Always <laughs> asking what does he mean? What does he mean? I'm like the man. You know who the man is. You know anybody, any man, any man that wants to stop you. So, if the man say nay, you say nah. You know, <laughs> that's, that's the vibe. Really cool, really cool. I, I I like it. I like I like how passionate you are about it as well. Because you you this is something a lot of musicians don't really necessarily do. They don't enjoy the music. You know, they just do it. You know, it's good to see you actually enjoy. You know, just play around with it and just have fun with what, what you do, basically. Instead of trying to fit into some kind of a box, if you get what I mean, and getting all polished and shit. But yeah, I know what you mean. I'm, you I'm, I'm thankful, man. That's yeah. that's all. Really cool. I really can't wait, man. And obviously, I'm a part of uh, playing the role of creative director for the <laughs> for the video. So I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> you know. Yeah, Austin, we've come to the end of an amazing chat here. Before you go, obviously, I'm going to get you back on the show again because I want to talk about you yourself as, you know, as your producer and your company. We didn't necessarily get to talk about that today, but we'll bring you back on the show again. See what, you know, give people an update. But before you go, could you tell us what's next for you? What is the next thing for Austin? (laughs) Like usually, usually when you ask this kind of question, like what you want to hear is, oh, the album. The album is- <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> the, the album is not ready yet. Yes, it's coming. Okay. okay. <laughs> so, but yeah. I, I, would, I would like to put out like just a few more like visuals this year. Like I want ah. people to get to know, to know me. You know, just get to know the kind of stuff I want to talk about. Like. I want people to get to know the kind of things I want to talk about and what does that mean? You know, what, what does that what does uh, Afrobeat scene? What does it mean to black music? You know, do stuff that 
keep on to to the discussion now really really cool we look forward to that and we're gonna be keeping an eye on you definitely on your progress and everything Austin, it's been amazing having you on the show. Yeah, could you tell our listeners who would like to, you know, follow you even and see what's going on with Austin? What's the best way for them to do it? Yeah, just simply just follow me, like Fan Cradle on Twitter. Like that's F A N C R A D L E. Um, if you follow me on there, you could email me as well on or on Austin underscore fancradle.com. Just but well, if you obviously if you hit me up on Twitter, I'll easily easily like get back to you. You've been listening to Indie Hustle, and I'm your host Zavi. Our guest today has been Austin, and if you'd like to learn more about him, head over to www.tunecreators.com forward slash zero one. Over there, you find his details and links to everything we talked about in the show. And don't forget to subscribe wherever you're listening to this because next week we've got another awesome episode coming your way. Until then, bye for now. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to experience how podcasting can help take your record label to the next level, then head over to tunecreators.com and we'll produce an episode for you for free. That's www.tunecreators.com.